We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. I love DeVal so, so much until it's time to work out. I burn calories arguing before I even get to the gym. So I get two workouts a day. That's why I'm in such great shape. Thank you so much, Kadeem. You're welcome. You're welcome. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we're about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. Let's see what story he comes up with. There's a lot of them, but this day in particular, I wake up in the morning, right? Kadeen's upset. She's upset. And I'm I'm like, what's the matter with you? And she's just like, I don't like how I look in any of my clothes. Look at my clothes. So she she proceeded to put on almost everything in the closet, and it (laughs) didn't fit. This was right after she had Jackson. So I was like... You know, you just had a baby. You know what I'm saying? You got to work out to get back. I said, I can't take this no more. I'm not having no more kids. I said, so let's go to the gym and work out. She's like, you know what? I don't want to have a workout. I just want to go get surgery. I'm like, Kadeem, <laughs> you still, if, you, if you get surgery but then eat like you're still pregnant, all the weight is going to come back. Baby. Oh, God. Like, you're going to have to you're gonna have to work either way, so you curbing, might as well start working. I was curbing my appetite. Curbing what? My appetite. <sighs> when I was pregnant with Jackson, I went from like 135 to like 178. So she gained 43 pounds, right? <laughs> so now oh. she, she tells me, I don't like my body. I want you to help me. So you guys know I play in the NFL. I retired. I train like an athlete. So I'm like, you're going to come with me and train with me. So I put the harness on her. Took that shit to heart. Had her running in sleds. <laughs> had her lifting weights. She developed, I'm not a football player. I am not a football player. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you asked me to help you. I'm going to help you. We sat in the gym this day and argued for two hours. I said, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. Just to avoid getting a divorce. True. I had to hire my friend to train my wife. <laughs> and that's how she got in shape. Absolutely. See, we knew when to throw the towel in and cut our losses and hire yes. help. One and two and three and four and get them sit-ups right <laughs> hey, in. Tuck your, your tummy tight and in. Do your crunches like this. Ooh, she's so excited and I don't be excited to work out. So she's don't <laughs> ask me if I'm going to the gym today with you because chances are I'm not. Okay? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. It is what it is. My wife wants to look good, but hates to work out. I don't know. I cannot. I just can't get over it sometimes. Like, it's like my, my brain wants to do it, but then it's like my, my heart wants to do it, but my body don't want to do it. So, and this is, this oh, is, this is part the of the reason why we wanted to have this conversation, because we hear a lot of people that you, you email us, you text us. How do you guys deal with physical appearance in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Kadeen had talked before about 
you know, snapping back. And we mm-hmm. got a lot of response from women, you know, to discuss the snapback. So right. we wanted to talk about how we as a couple work out. Because, you know, they say, you know, in this fit era, because mm-hmm. now we're in the fit era. We are. Couples that train together stay together. Right? Um, I guess. I don't agree. <laughs> I guess. I don't agree. <laughs> we, we, tra- we train together because we have to. We train together loosely, I would say, too. Um, we do. We loosely train together. We, we have parts of the workout that we take together. Meaning, like, we may be in the gym together, but not working out simultaneously. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I know when to bow out with DeVal sometimes and just be like, you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing. So I'll call my sister up and I'll go out with her. And we'll do our own little so, thing. So let me ask you a real question. A serious question. This man question needs to ask his wife. Mm-hmm. What is so difficult about listening to your husband when he gives you advice that you, you will take advice from someone? It's like, what's so difficult about listening to me? Because I can say the same exact thing as Dr. Oz, Dolo, and you will not listen to me. But then come to me later on and show me an exact video I'll be like, look, babe, of what look I was at doing. what they said. And he'll be like, Kidding, that's the same shit what, I told you last week. What is week. so difficult about listening? I don't know. I think it's just the timing. Like, sometimes I just don't be in the mood to hear it at that moment in time. And you choose to tell me at that moment in time. And, you know, it's just like it's like a parent child relationship. Like you can tell your child the same thing over and over and over again and they won't realize it sometimes until they hear it from somebody else. So it's so it's timing. So it's very similar. But don't don't try to be my father neither because then you know that's not going to work. It's the wrong timing. So like when you're about to squat and I'm trying to trying to correct you so you don't get hurt. That's wrong timing. No, no, no. Like, like me trying it to correct you so I mean, you don't die the underneath squat. the squat rack. No. That's, no, you're good at squats. I'll give you that. Thanks. You have a lot of practice on that. <laughs> Body weight squats especially. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I just feel like whenever we're in the gym, if I try to help you with a, an exercise, you're always just like, oh, God, if I can't do it that way. You then you'll what? show me somebody doing it the way I told you and be like, look, baby, this is how, we, this is how we're supposed to be done, babe. <laughs> Why? Why do it I just gotta depends, go that? It depends on my mood. To be completely honest, when it comes to working out, sometimes I just have to talk myself into it. So just getting more feedback sometimes is just not even. And then I feel bad like spazzing on Dolo or like somebody else. So I just spaz on you instead. My so, bad. I so apologize for every time give, I spaz Give on me you. as a man some advice <laughs> on how to help navigate this situation. Because I ain't going to lie, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like niggas be tired of this shit, bro. I go to the gym a lot upset when you're with me. Like, I, I always have to go into the office and decompress before I go train because we're always arguing on our way and then argue when we get there. So help me out. Give me an example of how I can help you through that process. I mean, just don't help me. It, the help that you got. No, no, no. When I say that, I mean the help. <laughs> the help comes in the form of knowing that you need to bow out and you're not going to be coddling me you're gonna find me the help that i need so you know if i don't work well with you you find me somebody who i could work with and then i'm usually set up for success that way so let me ask a question why do i gotta pay somebody (laughs) to do what i do very very well it's just what it is it's just what it is you don't see no problem with that i mean it's problem i don't know if it's a problem per se but this it it is what it is like i rather spend money somebody else you rather spend money to get somebody to tell you to do exactly what i'm (laughs) telling you to be honest it depends on the month like i I have my waves i have my waves like think about it after having kaz and cairo on the back-to-back right after getting that six-week checkup and it's like deval was on me like yo it's six weeks you know doctor said you could work out you could work out but Mentally, I wasn't even there yet I'm gonna be to honest. be back in the gym after six weeks of just having a baby. I'm going to be honest. After the six weeks, working out was not what I was worried about. 
<laughs> you you already know that. If it was a workout I was doing, I wasn't even worried about trying Fine. to go to the gym. I get it. I was I get it. But I had to mentally prepare myself at that point to be like, you know what? Okay, three months postpartum because having to breastfeed and having to get that. do all these different things, you'll never understand that. I won't. So, so for you to be like, oh, the doctor said six weeks, so now you got to get back in the gym. Get it just, that. it just did not align with what I needed and what I wanted at the time. So here's and and here's just full transparency. What my issue is, I hate to see my woman be unhappy. Right. And I and also that. you feel a little bit of guilt, like man, you know, she she gave me a child. And I feel bad because I can't take on that responsibility and I want to see you be happy. So part of me pushing you is me wanting to see you get back to being proud to be who you are. Right. And it's hard for me to sit back and hear you complain about not, you know, not feeling like yourself. I can't just sit back and just bow out and let you do that. Part of me just wants to push you so that you can get back to where you are because I know you can do it. Right. So it's it's an inner struggle for me as a husband and a father to be like, do I not say anything? Do I lie and say, hey, babe, you look good, knowing that you know you don't look good? Right. Like, I need to know how I could help as a husband. And I think other people need to know. Because a lot of dudes ask me all the time, like, yo, my wife just gave birth, my baby mother just gave birth, and she's not happy with the way she looks. And she's, it seemed like she's reaching out for me for help, but I don't know how to help. Because I felt that way. I felt helpless. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke to Dolo about it. I said, yo, I'm trying to help her, but she don't want my help. <laughs> like, what, what, how could you, how, how could I have helped you? No, I think you you did all of the right things. Like, your heart was in the right place. And what we do have, and we always pride ourselves on, is transparency. So you're like, okay. you know what? I'll say to DeVal, I want to get back in front of the camera and start doing work again. He's like, well, how else do you expect that to happen unless you get yourself back in order? Like if you, you know, work out and you right. get yourself back. I think it's just with me sometimes it's a mental thing where I need to be in that space that I'm ready to do it. And I'm not always there. So that's when a relationship comes in handy, whether it's with your spouse or whether it's with your trainer or it's with, you know, a workout po- partner or buddy you have. Like being able to then say, all right, I need this person to help me motivate or have an accountability partner. You're my accountability partner, partner oh, a lot gosh. of the times. And sometimes that will cause some unrest within the household because in that particular moment in time, I just may not be in the mood for it. So it's just it's a matter of me hearing something I don't want to hear, but I know it's necessary. I hear you. I get it's frustrating for you. I understand that. It is. I mean, I mean, there's going to be some frustration (laughs) on both ends. I know you're frustrated. You just had a baby. You you still breastfeeding. You have sleep deprivation. So I get it. There's going to be frustration on your side. So I have to take some. It's of like that. having to rebuild your body all over again, like losing all I of your you. core strength. I watched you go through that. You know, and I think the most frustrating time for me was having the two back to back babies. Like no recovery. I was just starting to get on my feet after Cairo, and then it's like, bam! He's six months. I was only three months right. into working in. I had lost right. a ton of weight, and it's like, oh, she's pregnant again. It's like, well, what the hell? I might as well just sit back and wait till this pregnancy is over. So I get it. I get your heart's in the right place a lot of the times, but it's just a, it's an internal thing. And I so feel, that's why I feel like, too, a lot of times women or men, regardless of who it is, you cannot work out for somebody else. You can't do it for anybody else. You have to do it for yourself. So right. when sometimes you look at me and you're just like, I, you know, I, I would love for you to get back to the way you used to be. And I would love for you to look this way and, and feel good about yourself. I'm like, I get it. Thank you for the motivation. But I'm going to have to do it myself. Like This is an internal thing. It's a me thing. It's not a you thing. I get that. But do you do understand that the same time it's a you thing, you put all that on me? Yeah, so, I do. so, and, and this is what <laughs> I do unload my suitcase like here, Deval. And this is what here. I think women need to realize that men go through. Right? We love you guys. It's hard for us to watch you be in pain and not be happy. So when you're constantly unloading on us the th- the issues you have with yourself, it's not easy for us to just take that and just let it roll off our back and just be like, hey, did she just be in her? We want to help. And I know a lot of women say, 
You can't solve my problems. You can't save me. I got to do it myself. I get that. But you're constantly unloading on me. Right. So how that am I supposed annoying. to take? I get it. It can be. I'm telling you. There's no can. <laughs> it is annoying when you wake up in the morning and, and the first thing your wife does, because you do this every morning. You wake up in the morning. In the you look in the morning. mirror and you go. <sighs> <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, gosh, here it comes. Here it comes. And she's just like, look at this right here. Look at this. What I am I do. supposed to do about this? I didn't realize that, but I literally do. You like, do I wake up because our dresser morning. is situated right in front of the bed. So I literally wake up every morning and I'm like, oh. Or I'll wake up in the morning after a week of going hard in the gym and be like, babe, you see the difference? You Wait, see? a week? You see? A week? Yo, you see? no bullshit. This is dead ass. <laughs> Kadeen do five sit-ups. Come out the shower. Babe, look at my two top abs. You know? Look at my two top. You see my two top abs? So and I'd be, I'd be lying. I'd be like, I see them coming. You I see don't them be lying because they're there. Your two top abs always been there. They don't go nowhere. It's only the lower part of your abs that have an issue. And that's what most women you have struggle an issue with. with my lower abs? I said, you have an issue. I do. Don't bring that oh. this way. Don't oh. do not do this. You're about to unload on me, right? All right. This Just is what I be sure. talking about. This is what I be talking about. Just making sure. I don't have a. I don't have no oh. issue with your lower abs. Your lower abs are perfect. You a liar. Those are the best so lower abs so I've ever liar. seen in my life. You just told me everything would be great, babe. You just have to target. Just right there. That's just target right that little lower ab area. All I'm trying to do is. Like, I've only housed three children there. I'm trying to agree with you. There's still there's a still a little bit of boxes left. Y'all see? What, do y'all see what I go through? This is every Leftover day. Leftover boxes in the garage. I, I can't even agree with her. Where I housed these children. Can't even agree with her on what her body's going through without getting <laughs> destroyed. And that's what. I'm just and making sure you're this aware. Is the funny, of what, this is the funny what thing. Okay. When you have kids. This is what happens with couples. Mm-hmm. Word. Because how many of y'all can relate to this? A lot of them could because a I'm lot sure. of men ask me. A lot of men say to me all the time, like, "Yo, my girl is always saying she don't got nothing to wear. She don't like the way she looks, and she needs help. And when I try to help her, she gets upset at me for helping her. Sometimes I just tell dudes, like, "Yo, just live with the fact that your wife is gonna unload on you, or your girl's gonna unload on you. You can't fix it, but that's just the frustrating part. And Dolo will tell you, mm-hmm. I've sat in the car and watched you just." Be in my ear and, and just and just be like, you know what, I'm going to take it. But then I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to just sit in the office for 20 minutes and I'm going to speak to Dolo about it right. before I get my workout in. But you need to understand, too, and a lot of women need to understand, too, men go through that for nine months before you even have the baby. That's where your you, back fat came from? You, that my back fat definitely came okay. from stress. Okay. All that fat you unloaded, stress, <laughs> gain. And I got back fat now, guys. Now I got a little back fat, I got back guys. fat now. <laughs> it's because I used to go to sleep. I used to eat Oreos and drink rum before I went to sleep. <laughs> just so that I could just kind of be, be calm a little bit. But you know what I want to do? Anywho, what? I want to bring Dolo in. I think we should. Because he has tons of clients, hundreds mm-hmm. of clients. And I know he has some stories from couples because I've seen him train couples. Right. He's trained single women. He's trained right. single men. I, I think wonder, he has a, a very extensive repertoire of people yes, that he's, yes, uh, he's yes, trained yes, and stuff yes. like that. So I'm sure he's heard it. And you know what? It's funny. Gym sessions or workout training sessions become like therapy sessions. I'm sure people have unloaded a ton of stuff. We're going to talk to Doyen Dolo Grant. He is a writer and entrepreneur based right here in Brooklyn, New York. And as the owner and founder of Dolo's Fitness and Prototype Sports Performance Lab Strength and Conditioning Program, he spends a ton of time thinking about fitness questions we've been talking about today. And his book, Life Fitness Success, Why Not You?, tackles principles that we all can use in achieving not just our Instagram fitspo goals, but our overall life goals. Dola, what's going on, bro? 
What's up? What's How up? How are you? I'm doing amazing. Well, first and foremost, let's amazing. talk about Dolo a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he ran a marathon, right? Yes, he I did. did. I did. Ran a marathon. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes. New York City marathon. You can't remember. You can't lose. You forget that date. I can't forget can't. it. Y'all see me shout crawling out. at the end. Yes, yeah, shout out to Doughboy. <laughs> New York City marathon. I have to tell y'all that that was such an emotional experience for everyone. Yeah, you cried. Like I, did. I didn't I did. realize how intense. That would have been like it's like we knew you were training for it and everything, mm-hmm. but for then a whole year. for a whole year, mm-hmm. and then of course you know a lot of your friends and family wanted to go out and to support you along the way. So mm-hmm. everyone had like a group chat where we were like, okay, I'm going to be at this mile marker and I'm going to be at this mile marker. So my mom, my sister, and I, and and Cairo, who's um, Dolo's godson as well, we went to one of the mile markers to see him, and it was such an adrenaline and and, and like it was just so emotional to see him actually doing this something that he set out to do that you worked so hard to do that we were literally in tears like oh my god we're so proud of you did it make you want to work out no (laughs) i was never running a marathon in my life so it didn't work he was able to conquer that can you tell everybody why you ran the marathon uh i set out to run it honestly because doing what i do I hear excuses 24-7. I can't do this i can't do that i can't do this at the end of the day i say you know what i'm gonna do something i don't like doing I'm a run forever, <laughs> just forever. <laughs> so I trained, time. I trained, I trained, and I bust my ass. And I said, if I could run a marathon, you could do a push up. Wow! Like, stop complaining. Stop. Facts. You know what I mean? It's like at the end of the day, most people they kind of work out is for thirty minutes, one hour, right. maybe an hour and a half. Try running for four and a half hours. You know, you know, yeah. I tried to tell that to Kadeem one time for workout. She's like, she don't feel up to it. I was like, you know, Dolo ran a whole marathon. You think he felt like it for four hours, but you know, he kept running. You know what she said to me? Do I look like I give a shit what Dolo did? <laughs> I was like, all right. Verbatim. I was like, I can see that. Verbatim. I, like, right, I can see that. Let's go get some, let's go get some Oreos and some rum there. <laughs> done, done with this. So I have a question for you, Dolo. Yeah. yeah. We're in this age of technology, right? Fad diets. Um, everybody's an Instagram trainer. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's an Instagram model. Yes. With these yes. bodies. Yes. A lot of women in particular, some men ask me, the things you see on Instagram, are they realistic goals? No. It's promotion. A lot of times you got these uh, companies, they go, they latch on to a influencer or someone that already looks good. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you this, we'll give you this, if you smile and hold our tea up. Right. And then they show you a couple of clips of them working out when the body ready look like that. But the fact of the matter is okay. when a million people like you and like what you do, and you say, oh, how many women are going to buy that because sexy Because they think it's going to make mm-hmm. them look sexy. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I see what you're saying. It's That's just based saying. off the perception of who may look like what someone else wants to look like. And automatically they want everything around them. What, what made you look like that? What can help me? I want to try it. At least try it. Right. So if people, if a million people at least try a product... Right. That's bread. So it's all marketing. It's just all money. Yeah. Yeah. So do you it's think, money. do you get a lot of people who say, I want to look like this? Yes. I say, I say, don't show me any pictures of anyone else. You're yourself. You ain't nobody else. Yeah. At the end of the day, you are made the way you're made. You can't look like Susie Q or Jane Doe because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're, you will look like yourself. And you're going to be struggling to look like this woman and that woman or that guy and this man. And it's never going to happen. Do you get men who say, I want to look like this too? Yes. How many of them say they want to look like me? Of course. <laughs> I, why would I not knew that was coming? 
None yet. None yet. Goddamn, I gotta work out harder then. I gotta work out harder. Yeah, get rid of the back fat, then maybe. Um shots. And here's the funny thing, Dolo. I can't shoot back. You can't. I can't. You see, I gotta take that. You see that? Problem when y'all go home. I gotta take that. I'm gonna take it. But it's funny though, because usually men, you figure, you know, for because of ego may not say, you know, Dolo, I wanna look like this guy or that guy. So how do you break down those ego walls for people who feel like, you know what? I'm going to come in here and do X, Y, Z, but no, this is what I'm going to have you do. Um, when when that happens, I always say you reached out because you need help. If you didn't need help, you'd just be winging it by yourself. So if you need help, take the help and understand what we're trying to do as mm-hmm. a team and build together. Because, I mean, it's most, most of the time I have probably 95% women clients. Right. Women don't have egos. Mm. They want, just like you said, I want to get this done. I want to get help. I need help. Mm-hmm. Men don't feel that way. Do those women listen to their significant others? No, they listen to me. So that's not, so, Ooh. so, no, this is important to, to talk yeah. about mm-hmm. because. No, same, same we, thing. We've talked about yeah, this. Same I thing. can't feel like Kadeen just don't listen to me. It's no, just a. It's, it, it's come from that professional aspect that if, if a husband or boyfriend says it to their spouse, it'll seem like nitpicking. It'll seem right. like you're just poking at or poking at or poking at. But right. when they listen to someone that has kind of no emotional ties, it's the truth. You know what I mean? Right. I see that. So, I see so that. if Kay listens so to me say it, it's like, oh. Feelings. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if DeVal says it, it's like, you're always fucking trying to mess with me. Right. That's, that's the mindset see, you're going to have. Right. But you know what happens with, with a lot of men, though, right? Mm-hmm. No one wants to send their woman into a gym mm-hmm. to take advice from a dude mm-hmm. that's ripped up, mm-hmm. big, strong. They have that intimate hour together. It's intimidating for a lot of men. It is. As much as they it don't is. want to admit it, it's intimidating for men to say, my girlfriend, my wife, the mother of my child goes to a trainer. Mm-hmm. It's it's intimidating, and right? Have you, have you come across that? I've, is that, I've, yeah, is that a culture? I've had that conversation many times. You know what I say in the first meeting? I say, bring your boyfriend and husband in here. Let's all meet. Mm. I don't mind that because at the end of the day, I'm helping you, bro. I'm tightening your girl up. (laughs) I'm getting her ready for you you. to do all kinds of whatever you want to (laughs) do. But a lot you, of dolo babies out yeah, these right. I'm helping you. Right. So, and that's so once you put that out there to them and they start understanding it, and it's like no one's no one's pushing up on your girl, man. True. Right. It's and like what, at the end of the day, you paying for it. So keep paying, bro. And right. Dolo is about his money. <laughs> like, if there's yes. one thing Dolo is about, is about his money. So he will not well, be fraternizing no, and no. mixing business with pleasure because this it will is, affect the coin. This is this is a very true true story. And when that. Dolo and I first started. Um, I first retired. Dolo got out of college. We decided we wanted to partner together. We were both in Gershwin Park in Brooklyn training people in the park. And at this point, it wasn't about making money. It was about building a name. Dolo was training uh, people for $10. I was paying for my guys to go to a gym, but we were training for free pretty much because our time was worth m- much more than that. When we decided we were going to work together, the one thing Dolo and I and my brother Brian all said was, yo, we will not cross the line with any clients. Don't mess up the money, man. Because if you cross that line with clients... That becomes who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't send, you know, don't send your child to him because he sleeps with the moms. Don't send your girl to him because he sleeps with people's girls. We've always said that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always said that. And, and Dolo's a single guy, and we're going to the gym. And you see a woman with a nice body, and and our friends will be like, "Yo, Doughboy, I know you." He'd be like, "Yo, nah, I don't do that." And there's a lot of there's a lot of trainers I know who have the same type of mantra because this is their business, this is their livelihood, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for men to know that you know. There are trainers out there and there are people out here who are really about their business and just not mm-hmm. looking 
for a, a, a match, you know, just a quick match so they can hit it. So right. I think it's important for men to know you can trust some guys. Yeah, you know, that's... have that interview, find out what they're about. Because that that kills your business and this with a business like a personal business like that everything is based on referrals mm -hmm. So if I deal with one girl and then things happen She's not referring me because now and essentially she's gonna think I'm gonna do the same thing with her friend Right, so why would she put me on her friend? Mm -hmm. Right, right, you know right. What I mean? so now that one person probably killed probably thousands of dollars in the future yeah, off that absolutely. referral very true. So nah, smart, smart, smart. That. We don't touch that. So when it comes to the um, getting in the gym with somebody, they first come to you. Mm -hmm. What what's the process like for them? Do you set some sort of goal, meal plan? Like how do you, how do your like packages and things work? Um, you know, not for a sale per mm -hmm. se, but we just want to know like what's the process like if someone has a goal to reach? Yeah, because some people don't know anything about personal yeah. training. When people right. come in. People have all types of goals. You know, what I mean, it's like people come in on. March 1st and say they was 30 pounds by March 15th. I say, no, we can't do that. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But, but, you know what I mean? They'll come up with lofty goals of I want to lose 100 pounds in this amount of time. Yeah. I say, first thing I say, what are you doing personally to achieve any of that? And they say, nothing. Okay. So you want to lose that much weight? You have to be doing at least something, some kind of goal setting. How do we get to 100 pounds? I want to lose 5 pounds this week. I want to lose 10 pounds this week. You can't get to that big goal without setting small goals. So we'll discuss those type of goals moving along. Mm -hmm. um, as a client comes in, we'll go through an assessment. I'll assess their body, you know, all the all the particulars, weight, mm -hmm. measurements, um, everything like that. And you went to college for this, right? Yeah, I have degrees in uh, sports nutrition, fitness management, and kinesiology. That's another thing. Everybody who calls themselves a trainer on is Instagram not they, is not a trainer. They're going and taking a 20-minute test. Yes. Right. And it costs two hundred dollars. Right. No, I. So you studied I, kinesiology, I exercise physiology, and took all these classes and all these internships, and essentially, I didn't want to be a trainer. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, I should be in some like orthopedic clinic with a white smock, but that is boring to me. Right. I I came out of school and I said, why do I want to work in a facility where people are coming to me towards? after they're hurt or towards right. the back end of their existence. That shit is depressing as hell. Mm -hmm. So I said, how can I use my knowledge to help people so they don't have to be in that position? Uh, so I said, let me just, yeah. I said, let me just, I'm going to be in the gym anyway. Mm -hmm. I get to wear shorts and sweats every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Sneakers, sandals, be mm -hmm. comfortable. Right. And it's, it's a helping thing. I don't want to be the last resort to pick people off the floor because they have issues after the facts. It's so. funny you bring that up because this literally just triggered a small story in me um, with Dolo. Super personal story. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. how many people know, but my mom suffered from a heart attack. Um, yeah. This was four years ago. Yeah. Um, pretty fit woman. She's been working out with Dolo for a while. You know, doesn't eat badly, I would say. She doesn't eat at all. That was yeah, part of the problem. Yeah, part of it too. She wasn't she eating. Eat maybe maybe once a yeah. day, if that. Sometimes yeah. she's just she wasn't water. eating well. She has um, stresses at work. A lot of stress. Like a, a very high stress job um, as a director of nursing at a nursing home. And Dola was working out with my mom one morning and she didn't feel so well. Um, can you recall like what had happened in that circumstance? I mean, it was... She usually comes in bubbly every, you know, every time. Well, she comes in, she said, all right, let me get on the elliptical. Let me loosen up. This time she, she didn't get loose and it was noticeable. Okay. We couldn't really do much. And I seen it. I seen her eyes looking glazed. Like I said, we just going to sit down, waited for a little bit to let her catch her breath. Um, took her, um, put my fingers on a pulse, took a pulse real quick. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't rapid. You know what I mean? That's why these, these things like strokes and heart attacks and blood pressure, these are silent killers that we may never know. Right. You know what I right. mean? These things right. could happen to anybody at any age. Right. But you could obviously tell that something was wrong 
Right. Because within that, things are clogged inside. You can't see inside the body. Mm-hmm. So with that, we just sat down. I monitored her, made sure she was all right, said she was good. We worked that she was good. We stayed a whole extra half an hour. Right. Seemed fine. As soon as she got home, same thing. Tristan. Trist, yeah, Tristan my brother. Seen her. And Tristan, Tristan's working in the nursing field as well, so he's seen the same signs I've seen. Right. Went to the hospital after that. And you called. Absolutely. You called. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that morning, you know, you had called me. Dolo called mm-hmm. me and said, yo, check on Miss J. Because she didn't look good. And my workouts. mom called me and she said, I didn't feel so hot. You know, I, I threw up after the workout. So at first I was just like, oh, Dolo trained you really hard. And she's like, no, I actually couldn't get through the workout. Right. And she said, I'm actually going to take the day. And my mother never takes a day from right. work. So when she said she was taking a day, I was like, oh, something's right. not right. Our Jamaicans don't take days. No, we don't. Right. <laughs> exactly. Y'all Shout add out. more jobs. Exactly. Y'all add more jobs. Dolo knows. Dolo's born and raised in Jamaica, so he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank God, you know, it's amazing how things work out. My brother just happened to be home from yeah. work that day and saw my mom and said she didn't look good. And of course, being the nurse, you right. know, who who never wants to diagnose themselves, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll be fine. I'll take a nap. She went to go take a nap. She went to take a nap. And my brother was like, no, mom, I think we should go to the ER. Yeah. Had my brother not done that and had Dolo not made the phone calls to us to check on her, right. the doctor literally said my mother would have gone to bed Taking time bomb. and not woken up. How many, what percentage was she clogged? She had to then, ha- she was clogged like in different arteries, 70%. One was, two of them were clogged 100%. 100%. She had to end up getting stents put in. Like what an emotional situation that was. And what triggered that was her exercising and working out right. with Dolo. He was the first person to, to see that something was wrong. So when you talk about people not being um, certified or not being right. equipped not to being train aware or being signs, aware of signs, know. like that's super, super important. Absolutely. So, and, and this brings us to a, a bigger topic, which I want to discuss with you today is the black community, what we eat, mm-hmm. how we work and not taking care of ourselves. And saying that things run in the family right. or things are generational. Yeah. And, and, and are those things really Things that well, run in the family. Well, the first thing is your, your mom had a, a, co- a woman she hired, 40, yes. 42. Just recently. Just recently was sitting at work. At her desk. At her mm-hmm. desk and died. At her desk. 40, 42. She yeah. had two children, correct? Yep. And this happens too often. We've seen it at, at Prototype. We have a lot of young kids who are parents in their 30s and 40s running to catch the bus, running to get on the train, saying, I don't feel well, I'm going to go home, go to take a nap and don't wake up. And this is why when Dolo spoke to me about why he wanted to do fitness, I feel like we had to have Dolo on the show because Dolo said it. It's all about preventative. He doesn't want to get people after the fact. And mm-hmm. in our community, we don't take care of ourselves. Exactly. We don't go to the doctor. And what people don't understand is that 80% of the world's diseases can be cured with water and exercise. exercise. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. And can you talk about some of the, the biggest misconceptions about fitness that people are worried about and how some of the things you do can help people stay healthy? The biggest, well, the biggest thing about just fitness, period, is... When people feel, people feel like I'm only going to work out one day, how does that help? Well, that one day t- turns into two days. The hardest part of doing anything fit is starting. Mm-hmm. So once you start, you trigger that snowball effect to keep going. Working right. out even 30 minutes a day of just moderate exercise, just break a sweat. You're increasing your heart. I mean, you're increasing your lifespan by at least seven years, men and women. Mm-hmm. Simple things like even walking, taking the stairs instead of the escalators. Little things like Cutting back on, cutting back on the extra sugars, different things like that. Um, That's my thing. I oh gosh, I I, yeah, we, I eat so much sugar. You know. Yeah, yeah. We just started. Too. Dolo got me. Yeah, on we this, on a diet now. This diet <laughs> right now, man. I had to cut sugar. So. He's on a nine week diet. He got to oh, get his shit right. Man, oh man. <laughs> do you, you struggle, see? Do you see a lot of people who have health issues when they come to you? Yes, young yes. people. 
young, mm, not not much young people. Asthma. I want to say asthma is the biggest thing uh-huh. with younger people because, and a lot of them, they're not super out of shape. It's right. it's internal. They just they think they're slim or they're not on the cusp of being overweight or obese, so they think they're fine. But then they end up. I had to run up the stairs and I couldn't breathe. Yeah, your arteries are probably clogging up. You need to work out. You need to. What did you eat today? I had a, um, a bacon, egg, and cheese, and home fries. Okay, don't do that again. Don't do that again. Don't do that again. <laughs> Before the workout. <laughs> Before the workout. Right. Before the first day of working out. Right. So it comes down to, a, first off, a dieting thing. Not even diet, but a better eating plan. Lifestyle change. Lifestyle that. change. So that's you know the crazy I mean? thing. People feel like if they're not overweight, they're healthy. Exactly. And that's what you're saying. And those are the people that don't go to the doctor because they ah. feel like they're fine. Ah. I.e. your father. You know? No, my father's not in shape. Well, he's not in shape. My father's not in shape. He just doesn't go to the doctor. No, he goes to the doctor, and the doctor will get blood work done, and the doctor say, you're okay. And my father's like, see, I'm good, bro. I got blood work done. (laughs) When my father knows he should move, we talk about this all the time. My father Mm -hmm. had a scare as well Mm -hmm. where his, his, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was his cholesterol was very high. Cholesterol was high. And he was having issues with his his left arm. He was having issues in the left arm. His blood pressure was high. Yeah. And um, me being the person I am was like, yo, we going to the hospital. After, especially with your mom, I didn't want to wait. Yeah. But, um. It it just it kills me that we don't take care of ourselves. And fitness has become this aesthetic thing mm-hmm. where I just want to get in shape to take pictures on Instagram where realistically right. fitness should be more about health it's about and health. wellness. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's too where surgeries come into play when women are going to get, you know, these different surgeries done or whatever. Yeah. And there's no shade to them doing surgery. If that's what floats your boat, that's great. But also too thinking about heart health. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna get right. the benefits of that by just aesthetically fixing your body on the outside. Right. You know, and I look at the different things that people say, you know, when you go to the doctor's office and you have to check off your history. So it's like, who in your family has diabetes and high cholesterol and heart disease and this, that. And I notice I'm checking off a whole lot of boxes. And I'm actively, yeah, yeah, and we've been thinking about, Deval and I, at least, Mm -hmm. how within our household we can now change that. As I say, you guys are the, you guys change that. We'll have to be. A lot of things are hereditary and go down family lines, but then. It's that one generation that says, you know what, I'm going to create the new lifestyle for my kids and my kids' kids. Absolutely. So if you guys, you know, anyone keeps that going, like, uh, uh my, my mom had high blood pressure. Oh, right. well. No, right. Right. you can stop that right. shit. Which you is sometimes, too, it. like my family, if I don't want the kids to eat a certain thing or, you know, not to do certain right. things with eating, they look at me like, well, you did it. You were fine. And I'm like, yeah, that's the problem, though. Right. The problem is that just because it worked for the generations before, it clearly didn't work so well. well I'm about because to say, you, you know, it didn't work well. It didn't everyone work well because issues. everyone's having heart issues. So if I say I don't want my children to eat this or I don't want them right. having sugar or I don't want them eating fast food, there's a reason why, because we're trying to change the, the the narrative now when it comes right. to fitness and it comes to health like we should be the generation to be able to change that so i think just Absolutely. by being equipped with the knowledge to be able yeah. to do it learning about different things there's so many different food sources now that we're so learning many. you know have all sorts of things contaminating it so yeah it's really I, working I on think that we, we are the generation to change it but it's it's a catch-22 it's like we'll have so many new vegan stores open up we have so many new healthy stores open up you have the calorie counts and everything but then You'll have the calorie counts on McDonald's board. And, then, <laughs> right. and we can see it says 2,500 calories. We're right. still going to buy that still triple quarter it. pounder with extra right, right, bacon right. and extra mac sauce. That's and me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know this, sometimes I just drop by McDonald's and I'm like, damn, that Big Mac look good. And I'm like, what is this, 2,800 calories? I'm going to do 100 burgers I'm going to work out. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to lie. I, I, I do that. But, but here's my thing, though. With all of these fad diets, right? 
what, what do you tell people? How do you how do you maintain a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. with they're telling they're throwing keto, they're throwing mm-hmm. veganism, mm-hmm. pescatarian, flexitarian, mm-hmm. uh, fit workouts? Like there's so it's many vegetarians. Because every other week, you know? every other mm-hmm. week, it's like I want to try something new. I want to try something yeah. new. You know, I will answer that question first, and then I have it's, a follow up yeah. to that. When that comes to that, it's, it starts with portion control because you can't cold turkey get someone off the things they love. You know what I mean? If uh-huh. you're a Caribbean family and mm-hmm. you are used to curry chicken and rice, rice and, and peas and, and jerk this and go. I'm not going to tell you don't eat it. Yeah. All right. The first step Mm -hmm. is to limit it. Break your portions down little by little. So now you have your, say you got your curry chicken and your rice and peas, this, that, and the third. All right. You take that full portion, you break that down in half. So whatever you make or whatever your mom makes something, all right, you can start with that within the first week, two weeks. You have to wean yourself off. Like like any addiction, you know what I mean? Wean yourself because food is an addiction. Right. So you break that down in half. Little by little, right now, breaking it by half, you're you're, um, constricting your stomach. Your stomach starts to get smaller. You eat smaller meals throughout the day from that from those small portions now. So now, as you start to get used to the small portions, now you substitute. Get a better rice in there. Get a better mm-hmm. carbohydrate uh, source in there. Right. So now, so I not mean, eating that one meal a day. So it's not a diet. It's not a diet. It's it's a lifestyle change you have to try to get used to. Once, consistent. Consistent. Once right. you get used to it, it becomes nothing. To and, you. It becomes and so easy. This is to be clear too, because you and I are talking about doing the keto. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a show that I'm doing. And I want to get trim. Mm-hmm. So when you see some of these diets, mm-hmm. it's for a purpose. It's it for is. like a woman wanted to do a photo shoot, mm-hmm. a man wanted to do a photo shoot. You want to lean out for that yeah. particular it's time. A, diets are mm-hmm. made for a short amount of time. Amount of time. Okay. It's okay. for short-term goals. It's right. not for lifestyle. So like you can't just do the keto diet for your whole life. No, you'll die. You'll die. So you have to your change liver, your Your liver will fall apart. You'll die. Because yeah. I was yeah. saying that to Kate. I said, we were looking at this last night, right? And she was like, "This is as about having a sugar withdrawal." He's like, <laughs> "Let me Google this keto I'm shit and keto see if stuff. this even makes sense." And I saw a bacon cheeseburger with pepperoni mm-hmm. on a lettuce bread. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I can yeah. just eat that, but I can't <laughs> eat the, I bread, can't eat the right, bread. Exactly. I said, yo, this is the best diet ever. <laughs> and then I started to think about it, like that much cholesterol and sodium would mm-hmm. kill me over time if that became my primary diet. Yeah. Right. So Especially if we, we tried to give up bacon in the house and the I was like, well, now we can eat bacon again. I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. trying to give up bacon altogether, but mm-hmm. now that's now like... Now it's like, oh, I can eat bacon again. Can't yeah. buy the bacon. Can't go get the bacon. That's exactly me. I'm like going to get the bacon. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's hard in a household sometimes too because I don't want to necessarily do this diet where I'm eating all this meat because I was trying mm-hmm. to get away from meat. So you it's like meat. within the house. Oh, don't love you. Love oh, me. God. Oh Lord, here he go. Here he go. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Love. You better you be, clear. Oh, be clear about what you're saying. Be clear about what you're saying now. You can get back to get back to your story. Right. Well, the limited amounts of meat that I have been eating. <laughs> okay. No, you it's can't hard focus. sometimes within the household, and then I have my children. You know what I mean? Who all eat different things. So sometimes that in itself is just stressful so I understand people who have the challenge sometimes of trying to make sure within a household at least that everybody is taken care of and whatever it is but like you said this is short term mm-hmm. yeah. short term that's short-term. it it's, have, yeah because mm-hmm. I mean even with stuff like that it's it takes a drastic amount of carbohydrates out your diet that you actually need you need right. it for your consistent energy mm-hmm. because that's what actually keeps you moving throughout the day so when you take all these carbohydrates out you gotta drink you gotta eat about 5-10% per day right. everything else is fat and right. protein, protein, you know what I mean. So when you take the, those carbs out, your 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 body's using that fat to kind of fuel you. But it's it, essentially that's good for a certain amount of time because you're burning all that fat. So you end up losing so much weight because you're not putting these these uh these uh carbohydrates in your body. Mm-hmm. All the starchy carbs, your pasta, your potato, your breads, things like right. that. So it works for a month. You want to lose weight? I'm telling you, it'll work. It'll work. Right. Thirty, sixty days, great. But then you do that for a year, you're gonna be in you the hospital done. bed. 
So the question is, in that 30, 60 days, am I going to lose my booty? Oh, here we go. Because I'm not trying no, to lose no. my booty fat. You won't so, lose the booty fat, but you won't lose the booty. Because you're going to be in the gym working. Okay, so if I'm simultaneously, you know, lifting weights. You heard what he said, though, right? I'm talking to Dolo. <laughs> Don't look this way. Don't put your hand Dolo, in my face. Like I'll, bite said, I'll, <laughs> like I'll bite said, it. Like you said, I'll bite that hand. As long as I'm lifting my weights, mm-hmm. doing my squats, yeah. like I've been, getting low, then I don't have to worry about losing my booty meat. No, you, keep, right, you keep that consistent, keep the consistent workouts and do cer- certain modifications um, as in like, you know, um, increasing the weight. So mm-hmm. you're actually building instead of losing mm-hmm. all that, whatever fat you got around your waistline, all that, that starts to go. Right. And then the booty. Because see, I'm speaking uh, from a woman's like perspective, that. but so many times just having conversations with women, they'll be like, I like, I want to keep my thighs. I want to keep my butt. I just want to lose my stomach. Mm-hmm. I think I hear that so much I've whenever I, so yeah, I just want to lose my stomach. You hear that? You say that. You you say that. Do you not say that? Dola, like I said, <laughs> I, hear, see, I just want to lose my I'm, stomach. I'm trying to, I'm just right? trying to, I'm agreeing with her. So if people say that, like, what's the best way to do that? Because DeVal has told mm-hmm. me, and I'll give you your props here, you need to run. You need to train like an athlete. Mm-hmm. You need to do sprints, yeah, high-intensity yes. things, it's jumps, explosive movements. That way you can keep the bottom. Definitely high-intensity So for intensity my girls workouts. who want to just lose the stomach, mm-hmm. along with diet, mm-hmm. what else should they be doing? Well, diet is number one. Because as any one of us, men or female, when we eat food and all our food gets stored, well, men, we get in the front, we get the beer belly. Mm-hmm. Women, you get them in the side, you get the little muffin tops. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So diet is number one. So with that being said, same thing like DeVal said, it goes from high intensity workouts, short bursts of workouts, not like running and jogging for an hour, 45 minutes, quick, quick spurts of five minutes, seven minutes, boom, take a quick rest. Five, seven minutes, take a quick rest, like short sprints, like quick, quick um, hit workouts, high intensity interval training. Um, things like that. That's going to help you burn all the fat. And then with that, you focus on simi- um, specific workouts for your core. Not even sit-ups and crunches, core work. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like kettlebell swings or there's a million I could say. Right. Um, but core workouts. That's okay. what's going to get that stomach down and stomach flat. Mm-hmm. Um, things keep like the booty that. pop. Keep the booty pop and get oh, your right. squats, get your lunges, yes. all that. Oh, it's important for people to know too. Dolo and myself have both trained women through pregnancies. Yeah. It is important. Yes. And and let me be I clear. I agree with that. Let me, let me be clear. If you haven't been working out, you do not choose to start working out after, after. you get pregnant. After. Right. This is only to women who've been working out and then are pregnant. And I'll give you a perfect example. Serena me. Williams. Oh, not me. <laughs> I was, of course you, baby. Of course you. He was getting it. He was getting it. I was was starting with Serena, then I was going to go up a level to you. Mm. I didn't want to go straight to you because I had to give them a realistic goal they can achieve first. So I started with Serena. So we started with Serena. Realistic goals. And then you. You see what I'm saying? I love it. You love it. I love it too, baby. If you like it, I love it. (laughs) Wonderful. So Serena Williams was an elite athlete. Most people feel like once you get pregnant, you got to stop moving to protect the baby. She was still competing in live events while pregnant, didn't know she was pregnant. The baby came out perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing for women who work out. Just because you get pregnant, you don't have to stop. Listen to your physician. If the baby's good, you continue with your workouts as normal. Yes. We've trained plenty of women who've gone through pregnancy. It's also helped with delivery. It has. Because Kadeen has trained through her pregnancy. She's trained with Dolo. She's trained with myself when she felt up to it. And the deliveries have been great. 
and yeah, it's helped super her. Super speedy. It's helped her kind of you know bounce back when she was ready to start. So continue to train while you're pregnant. Eat no, right, absolutely. You know? That's so important. Yeah, as long as you're and, and the whole eating for two thing like that that didn't really affect me. I know you were joking about it in the beginning, yeah. but I mean I, I was eating normally and I was still active and it, it just helped me feel better in general because at that yeah. point once you're pregnant, especially towards the end, you feel achy everywhere. It's like nothing feels good, but it actually felt better for me to be working out within moderation and you modify things and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a good it, point. It does. It releases good endorphins because a lot of times throughout that nine months, you'll you'll feel up and down about this and that. Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm getting this, I'm getting that. You need to work out. You need something that's going to take care of you personally. And mm-hmm. working out always makes you feel better. All right, Dolo. So tell me, if I was to take away three things from this about fitness, mm-hmm. about, you know, inspiration that we find with technology, nutrition, dieting, lifestyle changes, what are like three things that you would say are the main things people can take away from this if they're looking to change their lifestyle? Three things. The number one thing, start. A lot of people, that is the hardest part to sit there. You contemplate, you're scrolling through Instagram, you're looking on TV, you're wondering where to start. Get up. That's where you start. Mm. Plain and simple. Get up and move. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. That's the number thing. Get up. Second, don't follow what everyone else is doing. Work on your own craft. Look yourself in the mirror. Give yourself that specific goal. I need to work on this. I need to build this muscle. I need to lose this weight. I need to do this for my health. Mm -hmm. I want to run around and play with my kids. These things, what matters the most to you, Mm -hmm. find that, put that importance to it, and then start that process from there. Third thing, as diet being the most important thing, don't follow the quick fix fad diets. The quick fix fad diets will only end, end you up gaining more weight than you lost over time. Oh, wow. Yikes. That's what, yeah. that's what happens? For yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when someone is trying to, if someone says, hey, I'm going to do this diet, and they do it for a quick amount of time, and then they kind of fall off, everything falls to the wayside. It does, it's not just a diet. It's also the whole fitness and workout program. Because now that the diet's over, they feel like, oh, I lost this, this, this. I'm going to go to Miami and live my best life. They stop everything. Right. Mm. So it's about that lifestyle change, about the, the substitution of foods and the, 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 the limiting exact consistency, limiting of portion sizes. So it's all about that. One day, one day, <laughs> we'll get it together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Dolo, we're running out of time. We really appreciate you. But before we leave... What's up? We got to tell people where to find you, brother. Oh. Got to tell people where to find you, man. You can hit me on Instagram at Dolos Fitness. D-O-L-O-S-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break and get into some ads, but we'll be right back helping to answer some of these listener letters. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. 
I love Dolo. That's my guy. We've Me known too. each other since we were teenagers, played football against each other. Right. Grew up in Canarsie together. So it's just dope to see what he's been able to do. Absolutely. Reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know about Dolo. Dolo was a bad kid growing up. <laughs> he was a bad kid. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> he was, but, he's gone now. He's not here to defend himself. No, so. that's why I said it when he left. But uh, <laughs> that's my boy. I love him, man. And I appreciate him for coming through. So, no, absolutely. Doing big things. And now, now on to Listener Letters. Listen our letters. favorite part of the show. Absolutely. Do we say that every show? This is our favorite part of the show. Yeah, because it is. Because it is. It is. It really is. And it looks like the first question is for me. Yes. So it says, Kadeen, how did you get back after all your babies? First time mom here and struggling to find myself after baby. Well, girl, sis, let me tell you, <laughs> there's nothing easy <laughs> about getting back after a baby. I will say that. Um, and since you're a first time mom, I think it's a little unique in that after my second and third baby, I kind of knew what to expect with my body. Right. Though each pregnancy is different, each labor and delivery is different. You kind of realize what you can and can't do within a certain time frame after having these kids. But as mm-hmm. a first time mom, especially with Jackson, we spoke about earlier, Deval, I think in the story time, how it was after I had Jackson and I wasn't happy with my body and the way I looked. Right. Because this is something so new to you. Like you're used to your body looking a certain kind of way. Then you grow an entire human being for nine months, and then you expect yourself to just snap back after a couple weeks. Like it's just not realistic. And as a first time mom, I feel like you should really be spending your time investing in and 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 loving up on that baby. Like those are the best parts, and it goes so fast that I would tell any first time mom try not to stress it as much because you really should be taking that time to connect with your baby and bond and enjoy everything that is motherhood. Especially if you're breastfeeding, that's a whole nother, you know entity in itself that right. your body is now providing nutrients for a child. Right. So my advice would be to enjoy the baby as much as you can. And then if you feel like it and you, if your your body is telling you that you need to work out maybe because you used to work out before or if you're just not happy with the way you look, like Dolo said, get up and start. So start doing something, whether it's taking the baby for walks, you know, having your partner doing little exercises with you, starting with, you know, once you, of course, getting clearance from your doctor, starting with like, you know, little things like jumping jacks or what are some exercises that we did in the beginning just to kind of get well, my body moving again? Um, allow, allow me just to interject a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, not that, you know, of course, it wasn't directed to me because I've never had kids. But I do think it's important for women to have children. Even hearing you say it today, you said to make sure you you love on your baby. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you don't forget yourself while mm-hmm. in the process. Mm-hmm. I watched Kadeen forget herself. And yes. then she goes back and look at pictures now and say, Deval, how did you let me get like this? Right. And that was one thing I learned that mm-hmm. I always, as as her spouse and as her mate, had to remind her even through the pregnancy to take care of herself. Right. And, and it's so hopefully, hard as a mom. you know, hopefully you're with someone who's supportive, but hopefully that guy will be there to be like, listen, I know that you love the baby. I know that this and that. Give me the child. Mm-hmm. Give the child to your mother, my mother. You go focus on you for a little bit. Take right. these two hours out of the day to just focus on you. The baby will be fine. I know all mothers feel like nobody can take care of their babies nope. as, as good as them. I'm one of those. And I, I see the K was the same way. Yep. But that's the quickest way to lose yourself. And I watched Absolutely. K go through it. Mm-hmm. And even the second and the third time, she felt a little bit of postpartum depression afterwards. and didn't even realize she was going through it. Until a year later, because right. she was so focused on the baby, she didn't focus on herself. Yeah, so it's just because make you sure. have those moments of mommy guilt. Like, there's this thing, there's a, there's a thing, it's an actual thing. And I learned this after speaking to a couple of moms in the recent times. It's like a mom guilt thing that you feel like if you take time away from your child, or you take time away from your household, or your husband, or your family, or your significant other, that you feel this guilt like, how dare me take time for myself? 
And that's why you but have a partner. But it's so necessary because that's, you cannot continue to give and pour and give and pour when you have nothing left. That's why you have a partner. That's why a woman Well, some people cannot, don't have a partner. What, what about but, women who are doing this on their own too? Well, that's that's a, in a unique situation. And even if you don't have, have a partner, you should have a village. Or I hope you have a, a village to help you through the process. Right. You know, I'm pretty sure even the women who choose to do this on their own, have people who, you know, they've sat down with and said, hey, I'm going to help. I'm going to need help. Right. No one can have a baby by themselves. Right. Like there's a reason why uh, humans are not asexual because you need a partner to help in the process. And even if you choose to go a different route than having a spouse or be married, you still have a village, which is still in turn your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom can be your partner. Your sister can be your partner. Your best friends can be your partners. Rely on your partners as much as possible because that's the village that's going to help you raise the child. And no, I think that's right. important. Yeah, yeah. after a while, too, you get to, especially once the second and third child roll around, child, you'll be ready for anybody who has open arms that you know will love on your baby for a little bit while you yes. get, you know, an hour or two to yourself to really work on you. So, you know, I say take your time. I know there's this societal pressure for the snapback and, and you'll have people make snide comments like, oh, you, you had that baby how long ago? That baby's a year that baby's too you still got baby fat you really got to tune on people out and tell them go to hell tell them how to get there and then you just really focus on yourself so yeah. um so yeah congrats to you first time mommies out there it's an amazing 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 thing um you know love up on those babies spend some time but but don't forget yourself i know i know it's hard and and hopefully if if your significant other is there with you man woman your family they need to know too that you're going to go through this process and it's going to be difficult like i i speak to some men and they say how do i deal with my wife going through this She's going to go through it. It's part of the process. You're never, it's very rare you find a woman who is so, so strong and mentally, mentally prepared to have a baby that they can just take it all in stride and not give you a little bit of backlash because, you know, you don't have to deal with those things that they go through. So if you have a partner with you who's there riding with you, just let them know. This is part of the process, and you're going to get it back is, to yourself. Eventually. And the hormones are very real. Yes. Postpartum depression, depression is very real, and you can have that up to yeah. a couple years after you have a baby. Mm-hmm. It manifests itself in different ways, but it, the, the key to it is also, I mean, not, in, in turn, not looking at just your family, but also to your healthcare professional. So right. I know my midwife was very instrumental in helping me get through that. Um, you know, whether it's your doctor or your doula, whoever it is, um, reach out and ask for help. Asking for help is really key. Yes. So let's get down to the second question. This is a very simple question, and it's for either one of us. Mm-hmm. How do you conquer your fears? Mm. This this one for me is very simple. Head on. You know that I've always been like that. You have. My mom told me that when I was in kindergarten, the first time I had to get on a bus to go to school by myself, she remembers, and I remember the day. In kindergarten, what were you, like four or five? I was five. Four, four or turning five. And I remember the day. We were in front of 5305 Avenue D, Brooklyn, New York. The bus pulls up, Mr. Augusti's bus. And this is the first time I'm getting on the bus. Like, my parents weren't dropping me to school because I used to go to Little Rats and they used to take me. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, my father and my mother saying, hey, you got to get on the bus. I remember being scared and just walking up to the bus and saying, DeVal, don't look back because you're going to cry. Just get on the bus. Just At go. Four and five? I remember that vividly. And then my mom to this day recalls the fact that I never looked back and she cried because I just got on the bus and I didn't look back. Wow. But that's always been my makeup mm-hmm. to just see see something and be like, you know what? That scares me. Mm-hmm. If I don't face it, it's going to always scare me. I remember being seven, being afraid of the dark. And we just moved to our house in a basement. And I was nine, matter of fact, not even seven, nine. Just moved to our house, first time having a basement ever. 
and it's dark down there. The the washing machine is going, the boiler is running, running, jigger, jigger, jigger. And I remember saying, Basements are so scary. I got to go downstairs to turn the light on. You know what I did? I just walked down there and turned the light on. And then once I got through it, you realize like there's nothing to be afraid of. You got to just jump right in. Wow. So is it like for so now I think about your days when you play like football, for example, when you played in the NFL and you were in the you know end zone about to catch a punt or kick return mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Fear and nerves are they like the same? Yes. How do you deal with it the same way? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's different types because there's fear where you you know you fear that there's you know pain is coming or you fear something's going to happen. Something detrimental. Yeah. Then there's there's nerves where okay, if I drop this punt, I could get cut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I make a mistake. Right. There, that to me isn't fear. That's just, you know, that's nerves. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit worried. You have some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, fear is something very different. Fear is if I catch this point and I get smacked, I could get hurt. Right. There comes a point in your life where you have to choose if you're going to let fear control you mm-hmm. or if you're going to control your fears. Mm-hmm. And in controlling your fears, you, you understand what the fear is and how to beat it and you face it. Mm. So rather than run from the fear, which most people do, most people use the ostrich technique. They put their head in the dirt and they say, I don't see the fear. There's no fear there. I don't see it. I don't that's see me. it. That's oh, me. I'm the ostrich. <laughs> to be 100% honest, I'm that's the ostrich. You most, know that. people, most people deal with fear that way. Yeah. But remember, you, you can't grow until you're uncomfortable. Right. The only way you can grow is through through discomfort. We've been speaking about that recently. A lot. About thinking about making changes in our lives together as individuals and as a couple and as a family, how you need to put yourselves in these uncomfortable situations Absolutely. in order to grow. And it's not a it's not a, a metaphor. It's a physical attribute. Your muscles can't grow unless you make them uncomfortable. There's discomfort, you break them down. Diamonds cannot become diamonds unless it's cold, dark, and there's Absolutely. immense amounts of pressure. Mm-hmm. So you need discomfort in order to grow. So when I see fear, I find a way to beat it and I attack it. Wow. I like how you tie that into like breaking down the muscle because if you talk about fitness today. I know. You see how I did that? I like how you did that. Did you forethink that or not? It's just off the top. It's just off the top. Sometimes it's just be off the top. You know? Look at you. Off the top, baby. Impressive. I think for me with my fears, it depends on how tangible the fear is. Like, you know, you have different types of fear. There's the fear of death, for example. That's something you can't control per se. No. You know, but it's still a fear. But do you let that control you? Do you not do things because thing. you fear dying? That's the thing. And and no, I would say I don't. You see? So maybe I do have a better handle on my fears Absolutely. than I think I do. You don't even realize that you have a better... You couldn't be where you are now without handling your fears. Ah. You couldn't. You don't even realize, which Talk is a good to thing. Me. It's a good thing. If you start to recognize all your fears and say, oh, I was scared of that. I was scared of that. That's when you start to acknowledge that the fear is there. Right. Like my you fear of heights, but I go ahead and book an Airbnb on like the 52nd floor of a building. Why That's do you, facing why my do you fear. Do that? Exactly. Because, well, because the view is cute. You know, <laughs> there's a cute view. You know, I can get up and so see you the sunrise, do whatever. whatever, and I can do it. And, you know, I well, can do a little Instagram story and people be like, oh, shoot, that's a nice view. Well, Meanwhile, why, I'm on the balcony like, oh, shaking. That's why you're able to face your fears because you want to be cute. Oh, see? Hey, hey that's, <laughs> yeah, how do you conquer your fear? Try to be Try cute. Try to be cute. <laughs> Try there to be you cute. Go. That's how you face your fears. Try to be cute. That's dope, though. I mean, I, I guess I thought I was more of the ostrich, but maybe I'm not. Because even those top uh, difficult conversations that we even have, sometimes I fear what you're going to say. And not in a bad way, but it's uh-huh. just the fear of the unknown of how you will react to it. Right. And then we end up facing it head on. Whereas in the past, I used to be the ostrich and not want right. to you know, have confrontation. So. Now you you are not afraid of confrontation. No, I ain't. Especially with me. You no, say this I ain't. Much. And look at, look at how much we've grown. Absolutely. Because you've applied that. Who asked, who asked this listener letter right See? here? I wish I could shout you out. We had a little <laughs> therapy session up in here today. 
All right. So our third listener letter and final for today is what's your opinion on someone who is married or in a relationship being on a dating app? Ooh. Mm. Not to find someone to date, but for conversation purposes and learning different perspectives from different individuals. (laughs) I feel like the person who framed this question framed it because they wanted us to agree with them. They're like, yeah, I only had this dating app because I'm trying to learn from people and get different perspectives from different individuals. But clearly, whoever you're dating and doesn't agree with this. I don't even think (laughs) to me to me to be perfectly honest. Somebody got in trouble being on a dating app. Clearly. And. They want some validation as if they're doing the right. Right. You thing. want validation here and I'm not going to give it to you. This is 100% how I feel about this. You can get opinions from other people simply by going on Facebook. And having old school Instagram, conversations with people. Or going to the bar. Meaning going to the bar, going to the coffee shop and putting uh, your phone down but, but for 2.5 seconds and starting a conversation. Like wait. no one does that anymore. Allow me to play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Not saying that it's okay to go on a dating app. But say you're married mm-hmm. and you go to the bar and start speaking to people. Mm-hmm. You will get looked at crazy if you're talking to someone of the opposite sex and you're married. Just having random conversation, though? Think about how many times people have been talking and it looks funny. Hmm. Think about why, why, why are they talking? He's so let's married, set the scenario. Married. Like, for example, you're at the bar. Right. Just happen to be having a drink. You're waiting for your homeboy to come meet you at the bar. Right. There's a young lady sitting next to you. She's having a drink. You're having a drink. And then you guys are having conversation. You're saying that looks suspicious or could to be taken pe- suspicious. Anything can be taken suspicious. That's true. Anything can be taken. Because all it takes uh, is for somebody to take a quick photo of that and be like, oh, in this moment, Duval's at a bar at having a, bar. a drink with a woman. Exactly. That's why. That. That's why you can't necessarily just go out and start talking to people. Right. You know, it also depends on how comfortable you and your partner are. But. Social media is that's what social media is for. Right. You don't really need a dating app. You can go on Facebook and post. If you want someone's opinion, right. go on Facebook, post a question, mm-hmm. and watch how many people respond. True. So that to me, you that's can get easy. comments and stuff yeah. like that. You know, that's, that's true. I don't know why it has to be a dating app. I don't know about the dating app, app though. I don't know mm, why it has to be bro, a dating app. Bro, sis, whoever posed this question, I think does, y'all were trying to get some validation here, but I'm not going to give it to you today. That does seem a little suspect. Yeah, I no. No, not to get perspectives. And I, and, I like uh, to play devil's advocate. Uh, but it's hard for me. It's like, hard why for a dating app? Like, why a dating app? Right. It could totally be something else. Yeah. It could totally be something else. I'm so, yeah. Go to the coffee shop, strike a conversation, maybe not with one individual, but start a conversation with a couple people nearby if they're right. not working. You know what I mean? And also, understand, different ways for that. understand this. If you and your spouse or significant other are comfortable in your relationship and they're at the bar talking to someone else, it's not going to be a big deal. Because I'll tell you right now, it don't matter how many pictures you take of me at a bar speaking to someone. And this has happened before. Yes. This has happened <laughs> that before. That is so true. I just I've remembered been, that. I was, I was filming. I was filming um, Makeup to Breakup. Yes. And the Came scene was taken in a bar. Right. And it was me and my co-star. Mm-hmm. And we we're literally sitting at the bar going over our lines. As right. we we're waiting for the weather to change outside. And a woman comes up to me and says, that don't look like Kadeem. <laughs> She yes. home with, She gave you all three of those boys, and I was just like, first and foremost, it's very rude, right, for you to automatically assume, assume that. You know what I'm saying? Right. What if I was at a business meeting? You know what I'm saying? That's but true. That did show me that sometimes, even in your innocence, people can take it and twist it however which way they want. You know what I'm saying? It's and, so true. And I, I also knew I laughed with the woman first right. of all because I thought it right. was funny. It was funny. I laughed because I knew that you you know you could have called Kadeem right now she would have been like yeah girl I know it's alright like, but cool. I do appreciate you know those people who you know stand with your me your soldiers your soldiers be coming <laughs> up to stand me. with me <laughs> even I posted I posted one of my homegirls on my Instagram the other day I was in Atlanta and I posted on my Instagram and the, the most comments was but where's Kadeem <laughs> I'm like dang I'm like yo 
This is one of the women that I'm working with. Yo, I dead ass love y'all. Like I do. <laughs> I do. Y'all always have my back. If you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and give our two cents. <laughs> Tell me what your moment of truth is today, babe. What, what, what do you um, take away from this loaded conversation about body image and nutrition and fitness and everything Dolo spoke about? Well, this is the biggest thing because we, we spoke about it in terms of relationship first. Right. My moment of truth came when Dolo explained that she, he has men who come to him with their significant other and their women don't want to listen to anything they're saying. Mm-hmm. But they'll listen to everything Dolo. My moment of truth was high, so it's not just Kadeem. It's not just my girlfriend. It's not just mm-hmm. my wife. There is an issue with listening to your significant other nitpick about your body when you're already a little bit insecure about it. Mm-hmm. It's easier to listen to a professional. Mm-hmm. So I can't get so defensive or insecure on myself that you don't want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. you rather listen to someone else. That was my moment of truth. It's okay for your significant other to listen to a professional about themselves when they don't want to listen to you. Because that used to bother me. I used to say to you all the time, why don't you just want to listen to me? Right. Listen to him explain it that way. Mm-hmm. Taught me. So you're going to you know? stop? you going to leave me alone now? You're not going to bother me no more? I've been left you alone, son. Not since like son, yesterday. Son, come on. Not since like yesterday you were like, so I'm going to the gym. Are you coming? Now That was your way of saying, Kay, you need to work out today because you haven't worked out in a week. Now, in my defense, the day before that, I just went to the gym and didn't say nothing to you. Right. And you said to me, if you were going to the gym, why didn't you say to me you was going to the gym? So make up your mind. It depends that's, on the day. That's that's also my another moment of truth. You don't get two. I need I need. Kay don't my know moment. what she wants. All right, so I just got to be ready. I got I got to be ready. Somebody like like jumping rope. You know how you jump and rope. I just got to be ready for you whenever you want to let me there in. You go. There I just got to be ready. The second and moment of get truth. Get ready to jump. Just got to be ready. All right. You and your point one and point two. I always got two points. You know, it's funny because that leads me to my moment of truth. And my moment of truth is anybody, regardless of who you are, man, woman, whatever. You have to be honest with yourself at some point. And I think that's where I fall in that. I can't rely on you to always hold me accountable. I have to be honest with myself and be like, Kadeen, you want to do this. You want to do that. Facts. You want to look this way. Facts. You want these opportunities. You can't even exhaust anybody else, whether it be DeVal or Dolo or a trainer or whoever else it is. Facts. You can't exhaust them by you know, putting these issues that you have on them and then not expecting for them to help you. I have to be honest with myself and be like, girl, sis, if this is what you really want, you're going to have to make the change internally. And I can't rely on everybody to always be the one to push me because that gets exhausting for them too. So you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome to Val again. Wow. Okay. You're you're welcome for the second time this episode. I'm so glad you were able to unpack all of that. Thank you. And learn about yourself. So next time I'm bitching and moaning about going to the gym, you have to replay this episode and this part so I can remind myself and I can be my own motivation to stop lying to myself and be true to who I am and want to be. I would definitely do that. Moment of truth. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Make sure you follow us on social media. That's I am DeVal. And Kadeen I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and subscribe. Deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square, Stephanie Kariuki, and Denora Pena. 
Our executive producer is Chris Bannon, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our recording engineer, Jared O'Connell, our sound designer, Brendan Burns, and studio manager, Ashley Warren. back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to the Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please.